0: man welcome to crow triple seven radio this is episode 184 uh we're going to be covering all kinds of things that have to do with energy 5G networks, smart meters. We're going to run the whole gamut here. Jason Lingren is with me, and Lena Poo, who is a bit of an expert at all this, and has a connection, actually, to Cal Washington. We had on some time ago. That was a very popular episode. As a matter of fact, I know a lot of people responded to Cal uh, for one reason or another in this legally bound era of existence we find ourselves. Anyhow, welcome, Jason.
1: And a fine good day to you, Crow. All right. Well, by the time this
0: airs, uh, NYC is going to be way behind us. So what do you have for the intro?
1: Just that I will be at the Flat Earth International 2019 conference, giving a presentation on the social engineering of our worldview, space and space travel, November 15th in Dallas, Texas. Hell's
0: bells. Are you one of those flat
1: earth people, man? I challenge everything, but I am in no group. There
0: it is, man. All right. Uh, Do we have anything else or should we just power on here? Let's go for it. All right. Uh, welcome, Lena. Thank you.
2: Thank we're you for so, having
0: me. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Um, when I met you, we always vet people. Uh, when we when someone comes to our attention, that might be a good fit for the podcast. Um, I would estimate within the first minute and a half of speaking with you, you were already teaching me things I was unaware of. Um, but maybe a good place for us to start is with all this Power outage nonsense in Northern Cal or in areas of California. I guess the wind never blew before California, before <laughs> the, the, the current time we exist, huh?
2: Oh absolutely. Like we've never had PG and E dealing with these issues before. Uh yeah. down power lines. We've never had more fires in the in the last five years. And they've only been accelerating. So
0: didn't you mention that uh who owns PG and E at this point, do you know?
2: The Chinese government, they own a lot of the infrastructure here in the United States.
0: Right. So for those
2: people, they own Hollywood, they own Netflix. (laughs) A lot of the social engineering is happening here. It may not be obvious, as you would find with a social scoring credit system and the control of the people in China. It's not as obvious, but it is happening here in the United States.
0: For those who remember the AI episodes we did, um, China has openly announced that they will be the kings of the world energy grid by 2030, among other things. Which is why I asked that question. <laughs> but anyhow, where would you like to go with this? Um, do you do you what what do you see in all this power outage? And are there dangers? Uh, what happens when the power comes back on and people get power surges? What can you add here? Well,
2: that that is the problem. A couple of weeks ago, everybody received. A notification in the mail that says that we will have power outages sporadically throughout the whole state of California, and I and a friend of mine who knows you know the whole global issues that's happening. So she and I were joking like, "Oh, great! (laughs) So PG&E is gonna do another number on us." And I was telling her, "No, this this is actually a revelation of the method. This notice they have to notify you what's going to happen before it happens." And sure enough, this happens without any warning, not any real warning. They just gave you some random little postcard size paper that told, you know, the citizens of, of the state of California, hey, PG&E, because of all the wildfires that's been happening these last few years, um, instead of trimming our trees and maintaining the the, the lines and also really maintaining the smart meters, and that, which should not even exist because when things were used based on analog meters, none of this ever happened. No fires, no meters ever blew up. Meters only blew up once we start switch them out uh, from analog to smart meters. So by the way, audience, if anybody has a smart meter, please switch them out, opt out of them. Don't go by the digital, go for the analog. And if he, they refuse and send them a notice, this is a fire hazard. So when pg and sent this little postcard to the to the residents, This was a couple of weeks ago, no notification. So right now, all these cities are now being shut off uh, willy-nilly without any rhyme or reason. Uh, the the most hazardous point about this, the irony is that they say we're shutting this off because of the smart meter fires that's been happening in the last few years. And, you know, the the power lines coming coming down and undone and creating arcs. Well, turning the power on and off willy-nilly like this, you're actually creating power surges. So that's actually endangering the cities, all their smart meter network system, you know, there's there's going to be some arcing going on. That actually is much more of a fire hazard than just leaving things the way they are. So that is definitely a, a potential problem that people, which I'm glad we're talking about this, so that if if anyone notices anything uh, fishy going on with your smart meter or weird clicking or even just weird field emissions, you know, I, I would definitely contact your your company if they're even available for contact.
0: yeah, I mean, it's getting to that point, isn't it? And for those who don't know the empower movement, Cal Washington, uh, these people tried to show methods that people who do not want smart meters on their homes, broadcasting, and I guess becoming a fire hazard, I'm just learning here because I haven't been in San Diego for quite some time now. But this is a bit like the normalization of, of things, isn't it, um, to, yes. to make the fine point that we just don't matter anymore, right? Corporations big enough or, or an entity is powerful enough, they're just going to do what they want to do. Um, and it's a bit disturbing because I lived in Southern California my whole life. Um, there have been summers when the Santa Ana winds blow. For those who don't know, a Santa Ana wind comes off the deserts and blows towards the beaches in California. It's a very dry, hot wind. And quite typically, whenever a fire starts, when that's going on, it can start to make its own weather system. But the point I would make, is, I live my entire life, I'm in my 50s now, so the idea that somehow all of a sudden all this became an, an issue is a bit much to take. But what's even more is to get notified by card and then just have them to kill the power willy-nilly, Um and if, in fact, China does own these systems, this must be some kind of an extension of the social rating systems that's just around the corner. I mean, what do you think?
2: It is a lot of multiple um, effects they're doing. They're probably looking to see how the public reacts to such issues. Do they become violent? Are they vocal? Are they going to stand up for their rights? Are they going to see this as treason? Are they going to see this as, as uh, an outrage? Because... You know, you're having a whole state make an executive decision over the people
0: by you know, a Chinese company.
2: Ah, uh, yes, by by the Chinese, and you know the the government, the U.S. government's, yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 party to this. They they can't not know because they're you know this is they're kind of funneling <laughs> our resources to them. You know, there's there's got to be a in house connection. Things don't just get controlled by the Chinese without in house resources and sources and contacts. So um, to say that it's just the Chinese people who are in on this, um, I would say I would challenge that. And, you know, to say that Gavin Newsom has no idea that this is happening. Well, I mean, this is a statewide decision. This is PG&E. And e is is definitely not a simple agency. Their their ties are actually quite complicated. Uh, the whole smart meter system is very tied in with the globalists. And what they do is that they also gather data and all that data is being stored offshore. It's a global issue. If you look at, um, we're, I know we're gonna talk about 5G soon, but talking about the smart meter is a great way to open people's eyes into seeing how quickly the globalists can actually roll out an idea, which was a global smart meter infrastructure. Look at how quickly, when when globalists make a decision how quickly it gets rolled out same thing with 5G and and we're being attacked with 5G like you you couldn't you can't believe it's um and 5G is thousands of times worse than what's what what happened with the smart meters smart meters is it's, it's just a little walk in the park compared to what 5G is and can be so this is why um, if you can understand what a big problem smart meters is Just multiply that by thousands-fold with the
0: 5G. All right, so let me jump in here. Um, Let's make the statement. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this episode. Um, The gods of censorship, Uh, you never know what they're going to do. I have put on my channel, because the first hour runs, so that lots of human minds can talk about these things that affect us all. Um, Do we have a right to talk about 5G? Do we have a right to talk about smart meters? Do we have a right to talk about an entire state that's getting their electricity turned off for God knows what reason, actually? Um, I'm not going to consent to uh, censorship anymore because we have a right to talk about the things we are talking about. And we just had Matt Landman on. Uh, Every time we have Matt Landman on, there's new revelations uh, about this. And for people who aren't aware, I was a radio operator in the Marine Corps, so I know a lot about radio frequencies. But I have a feeling Lena's about to teach us quite a bit more uh, when I first met her, when we were vetting out for the show and outlining uh, what we could deliver to inform people. Within the first moment, she started talking about uh, microwave, the band of electromagnetic frequencies called microwave. So let's just jump in with 5G. Um, even though we had Matt here, Uh, I don't think it hurts to reiterate or even get new knowledge on. So I'll ask you point blank, Lena. What is 5G?
2: 5G is the entire microwave spectrum. Low band, mid band, high band.
0: Does it occur in nature?
2: Absolutely not. The entire microwave frequency is completely absorbed in the upper atmosphere, and none of it reaches Earth. The Earth has evolved for, I don't know how many eons of years, without microwave radiation, as well as the ionizing radiation, which is the the gamma rays. The only frequencies that's ever touched Earth are the visible light spectrum from the infrared to the UV light. Anything on either side of the visible light never touched Earth. The only time it ever touched Earth was maybe a solar flare, which was very infrequent. But those things, of course, nature could handle because it wasn't pervasive. Now what's happening is, uh, thanks to all the geoengineering and the metallized particles in in our atmosphere, we're blocking out the only thing that's giving life on Earth, which is the visible light, and suffusing us, completely inundating us with entire bandwidth of microwaves.
0: So when we think about 5G, so, you know, there's claims by, and, and I'm, I'm a bit dubious, I think this is more normalization. There are claims by a couple telecom companies out there uh, mm-hmm. that they're going to go nationwide with 5G. Um, and I don't think we see that infrastructure yet, although we certainly know some cities are already coming online. What are we talking about here? Is it is it the complete microwave spectrum that's like, say, cell phones? Because that's what everyone uses. Um, that's one of the big... That's one of the big permissions that we all give to the telecoms, right? Um, Right. And and so if you're going to continue to use your cell phone um, and not have a care about the electromagnetic, well, as Matt Landman said, in other parts of the world, they just call it radiation, so maybe I'll just call it that. So if you're not concerned with the radiation soup based on what Lena just told you about waves that typically in a natural world hit the the Earth, Lena, can you define um, just if we sliver this down to the use of mobile devices. What part of the microwave spectrum are they using? Is there like a millimeter waves or is it the entirety of, of the microwave spectrum? Can you, can you give us a good idea of what we're talking yes. about?
2: Yes. Okay. So so the microwave spectrum is within the radio frequency. Okay. So radio frequency um, it encompasses the microwave. The microwave is what the industry uses for telecommunications. And the misnomer is that we assume that with each generation, it's meant for only cellular connectivity. So that's what 2G, well, actually 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G was all about. 4G, well, 3G, that's when video streaming, it was introduced. And then 4G, that's when it was introduced as part of the telecommunications. 5G is way beyond this is, it's, it's not even about the telecommunications. It's about the Internet of Things. It's about connecting billions upon billions of devices. Anything that can be connected will be made connected within a 5G world.
0: Well, let's, let's take a quick break there and let's harp on this for a second. Jason and I have done a lot to cover the Internet of Things. Uh, people listening out there, this is real. This is a real intention. It's coming. Um, And to prove it to you, if you are dubious, go ahead and try to buy a refrigerator, a brand-new refrigerator that's not set to go on the Internet um, and not set with computer functionality. Um, You know, In my household, we have old refrigerators, and we're actually paying the Maytag repairman to come out and repair those old refrigerators. We do not want to give them up. But here's the rub, and I hope you can add to this, Lena. With the 5G networks, it's not just about delivering data. It's about collecting the data. So right now, the entirety of our lives, if we're cell phone users, if we're internet users, if we're using our cards on electronic devices and stores, these types of ideas, all of that is collected. A complete snapshot of your life. And don't forget your car. Because most of us don't navigate the way we used to when we turn on GPS. And even in many modern cars, there's no option to turn the GPS off anyhow. So basically, a complete map of your life is being drawn. And this data collected Um, from our AI episodes, you should understand what this means. AI lives on one thing, human data. Human data is more valuable than gold or silver or any other commodity in this world right now to the powers that be. There is nothing more valuable than human data. That is what the Internet of Things will do. Um, So do you want to take a minute, Lena, to kind of outline... Why 5G was put in, you pointed out, we had 4G, we had the video thing going on, but now here's 5G, and by the way, the Internet of Things is right behind.
1: By the way, they're making us pay for a lot of this stuff, too. Not only are smart meters part of the Internet of Things, but if you don't want it, you have to pay to get rid of it. But you see things like refrigerators, like go to Lowe's, look at new refrigerators. You're seeing some of the $1,000 plus ones that have computer screens built right into them that are automatically connected to the internet. So it's not like these things might be coming. It's already here. Same thing with cars. They would charge you for something like, say, OnStar. You're paying for that service.
0: Right. So we had 4G, we had the video, we had the internet. We came through the 1, two, three, 4G, 5G <laughs> is about... Data collection, data delivery, and the Internet of Things in the microwave spectrum.
2: Correct. So 2G, 3G, 4G, we need to get into the frequencies. What people don't understand is any knowledge about the electromagnetic frequency bandwidth. They just think, oh, this is great. This is cellular connectivity. What they don't understand is these are microwaves. And there are 3,000 frequencies within the microwave spectrum. And in the past with 2G, 3G, 4G, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, they're the ones who's controlling the allocation and the allowance of the numbers of frequencies that the industry can use. So to call 5G what it is, it's a misnomer because for the first time in history, did, an agency, did the FCC ever allow the entire microwave spectrum to be used by industry commercially? Because back in the second generation, they gave the commercial industry probably 10 frequencies, for instance. Let's just average it out. So each generation, there's about, let's say, 10 frequencies. They auction it off and people fight for them. So that's uh, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. However, Tom Wheeler, the FCC chairman, basically said, hey, we're no longer going to control what frequencies you guys can use. We're just going to open up the entire microwave spectrum for you guys. And everyone thinks, oh, hooray, this is great. But Little do they know, that's 3,000 possibilities versus the previous 10 bands per generation. So let's say that's 30. Now what's happening is they are auctioning off these frequencies throughout the low band, the mid band, and the high band. And the high band is, is what includes the millimeter waves. We can go more into detail with that later.
0: Let me just ask these questions real quick. So the microwave bands that we're talking about go from 300 megahertz up to 300 gigahertz. Is that correct? Yes. All right, so the entirety of that spectrum is we could call millimeter waves where the wavelength (laughs) is one millimeter?
2: The low band is 300 megahertz to three gigahertz. That's actually where most of our devices run right now are on low band frequencies. Now, it doesn't mean it's low powered or low effects. It's just that the frequencies are longer. They're just bigger, wider. And then the mid band frequencies are three three gigahertz to 30. And then the high band where the millimeter waves are is between 30 to 300 gigahertz. Now, what's so dangerous about the high band is that the faster it is, the more biologically active they are. Not to say that the low band is bad, because right now all of our scientific research that we know of are within those frequency where the sciences scientists have have been using to test on rat studies. And for instance, the the National Toxicology Report, the biggest rat study ever done by the United States, that came out um, a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago, and just this la- just within this this year, they're also producing more and more new new data as they're studying the results of the rat study. This this was a I believe a $25 million study and it took 16 years to, to, to get it in into the plans and two years to study. So now they've got, they're getting the results. They've got most of the results and it's, it's not good. It's showing that the rats have brain cancer and heart cancer. Um, and this, this whole study was also duplicated. And this is really key. This, this was duplicated by another huge rat study done by, um, by Italian scientists, of the same magnitude. It's also in the millions range. is it was, it was, They reflected the exact same tumors that that, that grew in these rats. Um, in the Italian study, it's called the Rosamini study. So you've got the NTP study, and you've got the Rosamini study. So those are two um, studies that show harm from cell phone frequencies. And get this, they're from the 2G
0: exposures from the two- so, so so wait a minute here so the rat tests were done all the way back to 2g so to put that into perspective I'm still trying to wrap my head as an X radio operator are we talking megahertz at 2g or gigahertz
2: so if you convert megahertz you know you just divide it by a thousand then then you get it into the gigahertz range so three gigahertz is really 3,000 megahertz it's just a conversion of the terms for instance you know 300 gigahertz is really 300 thousand megahertz.
0: All right. So for people listening, it's the same as on your computer. If you've got a file that's a megabyte, if you multiply that instead of divide it by a thousand, you get up to a gigabyte. So a thousand megs is a gig. It gives you a way to think about it. And you know, pretty soon we're all going to be going metric. So we'll think in these ways. But I want to get back to the point here. Um, So if I didn't lose the thread, the rat test that showed all these horrible cancerous outcomes, that was done back with the 2G. Yes. uh, and so I'm guessing the 2G, I'm just guessing here, is that less offensive to human cells? No, absolutely not.
2: Cells? Absolutely not. Just because it's a lower See, That's another misnomer is that the entire band of microwaves, because it doesn't exist on Earth, all of it is toxic. This might be helpful. 300 megahertz, which is the low band of of the microwave spectrum, is Each hertz, which is a cycle, the wave shape is the width of a basically a metric or one one yardstick. So think of the wave as one cycle, one hertz of that is the width of a yardstick. The millimeter. The wavelength. The
0: wavelength. wavelength, You mean? That's the wavelength. So so for people listening, if you draw a squiggly line like a wave um, from the top of one peak to the valley of the trough, that's the length of the wave. Yes. Okay. And
2: when you talk about 2G cell phone, those run on 900 megahertz or 0. 0.9 gigahertz, between 900 and 1800. So there's two frequencies that it, it emitted back then. We're still using those same frequencies, however. They're just additive. With each new frequency, they don't get rid of the old frequencies. They just add, the, add to them, which actually makes the phones that much more toxic. They're just just growingly more toxic because of the numbers of antennas in them and the numbers of frequencies that, that they keep adding to them. So the 2G phones use the 900 and the 1800 frequencies. And get this, there are other studies that have duplicated the same issue is that the 900 megahertz that's coming off of your phone breaks down the blood brain barrier, which is a protective membrane around your brain. Uh, that prevents toxins from leaking into your brain. It's actually a network of very, very tight blood vessels. And normally, when you're dealing with chemical processes, there are no toxins allowed in. But what can quickly break it down are electromagnetics, and especially at the 900 megahertz range. And this, this is actually how they treat oncology patients. Patients who have cancer, brain cancer, is they actually blast the brain with electromagnetic fields to to deliberately break down the blood brain barrier so they can deliver the chemotherapy agents so that it can reach the brain. Otherwise, it can't. So, folks, uh, electromagnetics for medical purposes is a very common known application of microwaves. So, to say that all these frequencies don't impact us, that would be a myth. So the 900 megahertz that your phone emits, and the 1800, breaks down your blood-brain barrier.
0: So we should make a point that I've made a lot of times here about words having meaning and language having intent. Uh, When I was first a roadie, um, I met some very old roadies when I was on the road um, in Southern California doing rock gigs in stadiums. We would go from place to place to set up a Pink Floyd or whoever was around. Uh, for about a third of the year there was an old stagehand probably in his 70s and he was an electrician and when you set up these shows you have to put power and it's usually super high amp power to power a rock show at a stadium to power all those amps and lights and everything that man still used the old language that i heard when i was a child he didn't say hertz he said cycles and He was such an old-school guy that he would actually touch a 300-amp lead uh, in such a way that he thought he was safe. I don't know how safe that was. And he would lick his thumb, by the way, and he would state, yep, that's 60 cycles, which is the same now as saying 60 hertz. So I'll ask you, does language have intention? Do words have meaning? If we had a word called cycles, why did we need to go to hertz? And for my part, I think the conversation we're having with Lena starts to point to why we need hertz. And it's not just hertz megahertz is hertz times a thousand gigahertz is you know another thousand times more than that but um, when 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 people think, well I, I guess I'll ask a a smart meter, so what are the smart meters broadcasting on? Are they similar to your cell phone or is it a different part of the band?
2: Smart meters is within that same range, and it's a different frequency, but the way it's broadcasted is much worse it's pulsed all of it is pulsed but the way the smart meters pulse is it's is an exorbitant amount of energy surged like bullets it's you know it's like you 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 shoot a bullet and then you wait another couple of seconds and depending on the make and model i've measured them myself and i i find that the smart meters Ranges from some of them pulsing every couple of seconds. And then the one I've measured in my neighborhood pulsed every 40 minutes. So it, it really ranges on the make and model, but all of them are harmful. They're the opposite of sinusoidal waves. And as you talk about cycles, you know, these things, the best way to explain it is it's being shot out like a gun. There's nothing natural about how the waves are being propagated. It's literally meant to reach distance, because if your smart meter wants to talk and send the data to you know the data logging system, the cloud, the data cloud, it's going to shoot as far as it can go. And I've heard that it can reach a mile, although the data collection system usually is within your own neighborhood. So the data collection system collects all this, the spikes. So these things are shooting past through solid houses. And then, for instance, a lot of people who get sick are the ones who live in apartment buildings where there's a whole blanket of smart meters, possibly behind their bedroom wall, and they have no idea. It's one day, you know, they start getting nosebleeds and headaches and fatigue and, and nightmares at night because they can't sleep. It's all because of the neurological um, damage that's happening
0: with with these smart meters just firing. Well, we should take a minute. When Jason and I first began to cover smart meters, a lot of people started. You know, I guess some people are more sensitive than others um, and who knows what happens over long-time exposure. I think we can probably work it out from the rat studies, but my point is immediately people were feeling ill and associating their feeling ill uh, with the meters and they would call and say, hey man, uh, this is making me sick, I want it off my house. And they were told, sorry, Uh, no. And this went on for quite a while, but things have changed since then to some degree as far as I understand. So if someone feels like they're becoming ill because of a smart meter on their house, and we have had Cal Washington from the Empower movement here, do people have recourse these days? Is there an easy way to opt out of having these millimeter wave broadcasting devices on your home?
2: They're not millimeter waves. They're actually the within the low band. Oh, I,
0: I guess I should have known that because you told me they went a mile, right? And I guess... Uh, I'm right. under the impression that millimeters go, what, 500 to 1,000 feet?
2: Uh, there's no, there's also no, yeah, that's, that's the other confusing part is the way these waves are being propagated and the technology behind it can make millimeter waves go further than we think. Now, because millimeter waves are really, really short, they're millimeter wide, just like the name says. It needs a lot of power for it to go far. So actually, the longer the wave The further distance it can travel without any distortion and the more solid material it can go through. That is why they still need to use the low band. And that is the 3G, 4G frequencies.
0: For for distance.
2: For distance and penetration. It penetrates anything solid. That's why your phone penetrates your skull.
0: So let's get back to to what I opened with there. Um, people, uh, is there a way for people to opt out without taking on a Herculean battle There's, against Godzilla like it was at first?
2: Yes, um, most cities nowadays have an opt-out plan. Of course, you know they extort you, they steal more money from you by making you pay to opt out for something that's actually safe on a safety standpoint because of the fire potential, the the fire risks. And they also make you pay for you to maintain your health, <laughs> and it's not small fees too. But at this point, I I would say opt out because it's not worth exposing yourself. And also the your neighbors, if you can get your neighbors to opt out, that's actually even better because a lot of them are also pointing at your house. So if you get rid of yours, you're you're still getting your neighbors uh, smart meters. And I I know that with the empower movement, the reason why I'm even uh, involved with Cal was that um I was Asked to write the notice of liability for the the wireless version, the the whole 5G. So I, I actually have um, a personal copy of it. I actually had to leave the Empower movement in, in the middle of it because I, I got caught up with uh, a lot of uh, local issues. I, I've started a grassroots movement in my own city uh, to fight the 5G coming into our town. Uh, so that's the other thing I also want to clarify is that every single town in the United States is being hit by this 5G. It's not the pilot cities any longer. Uh, the pilot city was just to kind of lull us into the idea that, oh, OK, it's just them. It's not us. Well, they've already come to us, which is everybody. If you if your audience want to know what's happening with the 5G, I would recommend every single person to go to your city or county, whichever. I don't know what what part municipal you know orders you're under. But go to your city and or county and go to the planning department and ask them, has there been any leases, cell tower lease applications for 5G? Okay, not just 5G, but also 5G slash 4G, because 5G will need, still require 4G to operate on. Like I say, all our devices still operate on 4G, so they cannot get rid of it. And they also contain the frequencies that penetrate so again, 5G is riding on top of the the 4G uh, current 4G network. However, over time, because 5G encompasses the entire microwave spectrum, things will modify, things will shift, um, technology will I, I suppose it will change. But until now, they still need 4G. Okay, so when you when you ask for about 5G, ask about 4G. Are their close proximity antennas, okay, antennas that are put on light poles? You can be specific about it. Ask them, I want to know if there have been any lease applications from, you know, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Crown Castle, Nexius, et cetera, et cetera. Has there been any applications filed in my town that is 5G, 4G capable? And especially the ones that are put in neighborhoods on a pole. And if they say yes or no, then... The next step is I want to see our city ordinance in regards to wireless telecommunications facilities. They're usually called those three terms with the acronym WTF which we all uh, know what that really means oh WTF right <laughs> what the <laughs>
0: unreal what
2: the so those are two two really simple actions that All of us as citizens should be taking in our town is one, go to your city planning, ask about lease applications, and two, look into your own city zoning ordinance, okay? Go into your municipal code in your city website and go under zoning. And under zoning is called the wireless telecommunications facilities. It could be wireless facilities or telecommunications facilities, but it will have something of that nature and read it.
0: Understand so let, it. Let, let me get Jason in here at this point. And, and Jason, man, don't you recall uh, with Cal Washington? Uh, I think part of the problem here is when people hear that they're going to opt out, they're going to get charged a big fee. I think it, it gets a lot of people to say, I'll just live with this because I can't afford another big fee. So many people. Scratch and buy these days by design, I might add. Um, Jason, don't you recall that Cal had worked out a way uh, to shift liability and somewhere he's trying to do that where um, it was more about the rights of a human being and, and not being further extorted to get the 5G removed?
1: Right. Yeah, He was trying to get the companies to take care of it without any expenses being incurred to the customer because you didn't ask for it to happen. They just did it. And there is guaranteed science to prove that this is medically damaging to human beings and other organic life forms. You know, it might be interesting to actually take a look and think about how many things currently on average are in the typical home, Western home, that are broadcasting things And then within the next few years, how much more are we going to be having? Because I would think even just today in 2019, there are multiple objects broadcasting and people don't even realize how much they're getting hit already with this stuff. And what is it going to be in five years?
0: You know, what's kind of scary about this um, is it seems like one of the end results is that if people become exposed to just a complete microwave soup, which I will point out again, Lena has stated uh, a band of frequencies that do not exist in nature that's completely artificial should tell you all something there is no lie in nature microwaves are not part of that my nephews were big into that avatar cartoon that used the alchemical Ooh. principles of earth wind fire air and then there was a later version that i'm not as aware with but i had seen a version of that where the the avatar had gotten metals in her body and couldn't function as an avatar anymore these are pre-echos of what we're talking about if you live in in a city where you're surrounded by smart meters and 5G networks and all this stuff for some period of time, you start to feel bad. What's the likelihood that you're going to have the gumption, the wherewithal to stand up, put in all that effort at that point when you're already feeling diminished? And I wonder if that's part of it. And I was also going to ask you, so many people like we just have Matt Landman on, he's growing cilantro to try to keep heavy metals out of his body. Have you done any work or can you add anything about the idea of all the heavy metals people have ingested because of the geoengineering that goes on and other things, our food, does that have an effect with being exposed to these frequencies?
2: Oh, absolutely. Your, your bodies are already, even minus the metal toxicity in our systems, is we're naturally antennas because what do microwaves do in an oven? It's attracted to the water molecules in the food. That's how it heats up the food and from the inside out is the water molecules are dipoles um, molecules where there's a strong positive and a negative because the electromagnetics of the microwave, the waveform is the whole reason for the waveform is it's, there's a positive part and a negative part. And as it's oscillating through the air and it hits and it strikes the food in your, you know, in, in the oven, it's the water molecules that gets shaken. It gets it gets twisted. It, gets, it starts to cycle along with the magnetic field that's going through the food. So that is why it's so important to understand the electromagnetic frequencies is that, for instance, your microwave oven is operating at 2.45, or let's just say 2.5 gigahertz. That's actually 2.5 billion times of cycles per second, Two over two and a half billion times of cycles per second. That it's oscillating the water molecules in the food. and it's the oscillation that creates the friction that ke- creates the heat, and that is what heats up the food. So when you are exposed to frequent microwave frequencies, the same thing is happening to you as uh, on a, on a micro scale, your cellular scale, your whole biology, you're, you're mostly water, right? We're eighty percent water. So here we're walking water bags, attracting all this all these microwaves. And interesting fact is, I don't know if you guys realize this, but your Wi-Fi runs on the same frequency as your microwave. 2.45 2.5 is the perfect attenuation for mo- water molecules. Microwaves have certain effects and it has certain attenuations, uh, perfect absorptive qualities. For those who are musically inclined it's it's a resonance effect and the reason why I keep talking about the width of the frequencies that's important to know is the width of the frequency will resonate with the shape of the organs in your body so for instance we've just been unleashed with all the microwave shapes frequencies widths meaning that every single part of our body is going to resonate with all kinds of frequencies from the low band, mid band, and the high band, from the the one meter long wave form all the way down to the millimeter wave form. So for instance, your, your Wi-Fi, which, which operates at a 2.45 gigahertz, which is the perfect absorptive property of water molecules, you're being exposed to that constantly in your own home. Whenever you you turn on any Wi-Fi device on your computer, your your iPad, laptop, uh, your Wi-Fi at home, same thing. So they added a second frequency onto your Wi-Fi devices, which is 2.45 gigahertz and 5.8. So 5.8 is like an octave of the 2.45. So they kind of enhance each other. So it actually makes it that much more toxic to your system because the size of the frequencies is similar. It's like playing a chord instead of a instead of a note. You're now playing a chord. And that's all resonating with your system. So I, I just want to um clarify with the the size of the frequencies, the 2.45 for instance, you know, um the five gigahertz is about two two inches wide. So those things will, you know, impact your eyes. The things that are of that size, any organ, you know, that that reflects the size of the wave, it's going to be impacted. You know, in our reproductive system, you know, the ovaries, the testes, they're all about two inches. Uh, and, and I can tell you the quality of our uh, the female eggs are impacted. Oh, sperm is definitely impacted. I mean, every single country that I know of, I've seen studies. I, I can't even tell you how many studies I have that's related to um, its effect on sperm. The quality of the sperm is that as of now, I think, I believe only one out of every seven men have normal sperm. And then they're estimating that our children's children, only one out of every eight person will be normal.
0: Makes you wonder, you know, all the pre-echoing we see in movies, who hasn't seen the movie Children of Men? It's exactly what we're talking about. Jason and I recently did an episode, not too recently, a few months ago. We took on the idea, you know, we're always being faced with the scarcity idea. Mm -hmm. We're running out of this. We're running out of that nonsense. Yeah. Um, Scarcity runs this world. Uh, but what we found was that the majority of all races have hit a plateau, and the races are crashing. We projected a number of major races to include places like Japan. That in three generations, if something isn't changed, they're headed for extinction. Many races already having hit a point. I think 2.5 was the was the number used historically that people had not recovered from. But this this whole thing that you just laid down are you familiar with the work of dr omoto this is what it's got me thinking about because i've known for a long time how microwave ovens work it's oscillating the the water molecules It's creating friction but Mm -hmm. i wasn't aware at the rate that that was going on and so if we look at the work that dr omoto did where he proved that intention could be embedded in water you gotta wonder what a completely non-natural doesn't exist in nature frequency imprinting itself on water molecules um, is that a kind of thing that could be, you know, is, is is it leaving that, oh, that telltale intention behind in creating frankenwater?
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, it's proven that our bi- biological systems, and I'm not talking about just humans, but all biology will not recognize microwave water. It distorts the molecule so much so that it's not recognizable. And this is important to know because if we start sending out, which Elon Musk is claiming and a bunch of other um, Globalists that they're sending out satellites in space to being five G, four G, and all kinds of microwaves through space down onto Earth, and it's going to be a global network of it. Think about what it's doing to um, all the the water molecules, as well as the oxygen and the carbon.
0: All of the molecules
2: that <clears throat> sustain life on Earth will be impacted negatively.
0: I can take apart part of that. I'll let it go for now. But they're they're not putting anything in space. They're not broadcasting anything from space. But I want you to finish your thought.
2: Masaru Emoto, yes, I'm very familiar. I, I have several of his books as well as many other uh, books on structured water. I'm, I'm very fascinated with water. Nice. And and actually, it goes along with a lot of my own personal research I've done. Um, I've done blood studies, I've done water studies, I've done. Um, I'm, I'm actually hoping one day to find some time to write a book because this all needs to be put into literary form because there's just so much out there. And it's all tied together. I mean, all the science and all the history, the politics the technology, the frequencies, all of this is all tied together. And the reason why it's so complex, nobody really understands much of this is because it's so complex. And we've all been taught to, oh, depend on the experts, rely on the experts. No, you actually, you have, you can do it yourself. You know, you have to, you have to start um, reading the scientific research. It's uh, even just the abstracts. You will get a lot. You will learn a lot. Um, And that's how I taught myself. Um, I have, you know, uh, experience working with engineers and biologists and environmental science because that was my background. But I, my, my ability is to synthesize all this together, and and that's why I can understand the big picture as well as the the micro parts that make the big picture function. Is that this is all rooted rooted. You know, throughout history, and they've studied all of the microwave effects extensively through the military. Uh, this is not an accidental design, like, oh, this is just the next generation. No, they've actually knew what they wanted to achieve, and they worked backwards from there. They wanted us to get addicted, used to the cell phone, because they knew that they were going to unleash the entire bandwidth of microwaves on us. It Again, they worked backwards because they knew the entire spectrum of microwaves, including the, the effects of the millimeter waves, since the 1970s. They knew everything they needed to
0: know. Well, they have a pain wave. you know. What's the active denial system or whatever it's, it's, it's called? Ni-
2: yeah, it's 95 gigahertz. It operates at, at the 95 gigahertz, which is the high band, which is between the 30 to 300 gigahertz. And um, the TSA body scanners will operate within the millimeter wave. So what they're wanting to do is they want to put those things on a light pole to broadcast all frequencies into your house, including the millimeter waves. Remember the the millimeter waves, because they're really short waves, they actually have to be sent in a radar beam formed to work, to connect point A to point B. The propagation techniques for the millimeter waves is completely different from all the other previous generations. For instance, the low band and some portions of the mid band, is sent out in an omnidirectional way. It's like it's spewing out the beacon signals you know, all over 360, whereas the millimeter waves is projected in a radar form, in a beam form, because of the nature of the frequency. So think of this. Think of the 4G and the rest of the 5G that's not millimeter waves is broadcasting the here-I-am, here-I-am signal. And until it touches a device that is 5G-capable, with the millimeter waves then it will convert and send out the millimeter wave so that it can chat with device to device never mind that there's human flesh and biology in between like trees and Ugh. you know birds and insects and and the water molecules and air and all that right all the things that sustain life never mind that there's flesh involved organisms involved by bi- I'm sorry biological natural biological organisms. They're, they're wanting to meld machine with all these entities that, that's going to create a whole synthetic biology. I really need to say, uh, clarify it. We're talking about natural <laughs> biology, because if I just say biology, it could be synthetic biology. So anyways, um, so what is going to happen is that that is what the millimeter waves function is, is to, to make a quick connection and be the communicator between device to device. And the rest of the frequencies do the same thing, but it's, it's always on and it's constantly broadcasting. It's just a rain, a, a rain of microwaves
0: effect. Which, which have already been weaponized, right? I mean, so the, the reason I was leading in that direction, um, when you've got an antenna every 500 feet with millimeter waves, which have already been weaponized for active denial systems, for people listening, you can go to YouTube, look up Humvees with these big square antennas on them that are shot into people. Called a pain wave, they feel like they're cooking from the inside uh, when they're hit with them. I think it's called active denial. No, it's
2: it's cooking on on the skin. It's, it's the uh, heat on the
0: skin. Sorry, yeah. I have that backwards. The point I would make is, if we have an antenna every five hundred feet, the whole network could become about compliance, couldn't it?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a weapon on a on a stick outside of your house, and it you don't even really need the millimeter waves to to be hurt. Uh, families have been made so ill. Entire families have, have come down with microwave illness immediately uh, upon the installation of these uh, 5G, 4G pole antennas. I, I like to call them close proximity microwave radiation antennas. I call them CPMRA. CPMRA. That's that's my acronym I've created for this, this new system. And don't wait until 5G comes into your neighborhood to fight it. You got to start fighting it now. Start getting it written into your ordinance. And that's that's what I'm doing with with my town and I'm working with other towns
0: and there have been successes right let's put oh, yeah, let's, put, yeah, let's put some light I I know for yes. a fact there are a number of places that have booted out uh, smart meters and I know there's a number of places that have squelched 5G installation Yes,
2: yes there, there so are,
0: we should mention that
2: Um so there are uh, certain cities that have actually knocked out denied the 5G applications and these these are only the cities I know here in Northern California uh, there are also many cities um, who've written protective ordinances for their city to protect themselves against the 5G, 4G rollout. And that was the efforts of the citizen. So, folks, it can be done. It happens at a grassroots level. So so don't sit sit on your haunches and think that someone else is going to do it for you. This is a time to actually have to take action. We We, we this, can no longer be a spectator on this. This it's is the whole game. Yeah, this is coming to our doorsteps, literally coming to our doorstep. And unless you want all these frequencies broadcasted directly into your house, which is a whole intention, you better fight with your city against these globalist industrial oligarchs to stop them from coming.
0: One of the questions people ask is, how the hell can any of this be true? Why would the people who control our world want to do this to their own children? When we come back, we'll start to address that. And we have a a hell of a list of things here. We even had to parcel it out first hour and second hour, trying to get as much information out to people through the guise of censorship we have to deal with all the time. Um, But we've shown you here, Matt Landman it was his fifth time on the show. There's a reason he goes out to city councils. He has seen successes. We now have Lena Poo on. Um, Another person was Cal Washington. Uh, There have been successes, and what this comes down to is if you were in charge of this world and you were doing these things and everyone just sits in their lazy boy chair and lets it happen, couldn't you ask the question, do those human beings even deserve to be here? Something as blatantly obvious as what we're talking about, and you just sit by and watch it happen? How can that be even if you don't care about yourself, you must have family members you love or children or nephews or cousins mm-hmm. or somebody in this world you give a damn about. How can these things be? But I'm going to quickly run through a list of things that are on the things that we want to touch on. Some of them we already have. We already did industry lies debunk, the FCC land grab, 5G, the Internet of Things, and smart cities. We've touched on it. Home solutions, notice of liability. That probably relates to what Cal Washington brought and how to protect your city and community. Here's some other concerns. The other Gs and what they really mean, 6G, 7G. Of course, things that Jason and I have been covering for quite some time now, artificial intelligence and virtual reality known as AI and VR. Count the ways if you like. The leaders pushing this agenda, more industry lies and myths, Lumping together of all frequencies, we've touched on this. There's the dark side of technology and a spiritual world of attack. These are the things that are come to bear in hour two where we can speak freely. Um, But just for the record, as I sign off from episode 184, um, I don't submit or I do not permit my content to be uh, censored. And I assert my right as a living man that we have the right to talk about these things that could harm each of us. So Lena, we're wrapping up hour one. Can you please give everyone in the audience your contact information? I know you have uh, liability notices and stuff posted on your website, but quickly give everyone where they can contact you.
2: Yes, um, I did write up a notice of liability for all things wireless, including the 5G, 4G network and the ones that are close to homes, the close proximity ones uh, that will be posted on my website. Uh, My website is currently um, being fashioned right now. It should be up later um, this month, and it's called Lina'sFabulousFrequencies.com, And it will contain much deeper and uh, more breadth uh, relating to all the issues we had discussed um, earlier within this hour about the frequencies and why we need to protect our natural frequencies, the ones that are Earth-generated versus the ones that are microwave, artificial Uh, synthetic frequencies. So I will go into great detail with that. So please um, look up me on my website and you can also contact me at Frequencies at gmail.com.
0: Okay. So those are the main contacts. And again, just to refresh memories, Lena did have contact with the empower movement. She is very knowledgeable. She's taught me many things since we've been, even known each other for a short period of just under two weeks. Anyhow, with that, we will wrap up the first hour of episode 184 and come join us at crow 7 radiocom We talk about everything there. Uh, we maintain free speech. I own the server. I own the site. We serve our own content. We don't even use a media server to ensure that we have free speech. So there it is, man. Cheers. <laughs>